Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Warm day in Los Angeles. Warm day for softball. We missed you at softball practice, Jordan. Oh, I'm, I can't be on the softball team, Jesse. I have too many, uh, too many comedy commitments. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a real disappointment you're not on the softball team, Jordan. I, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed to not be on it. You should go to the doctor. You know why? You're going to need to get your esprit de corps checked. What's that? Team spirit. Oh. Well, um, if you ever, guys ever need a belly itcher, <laughs> I could probably step in there without much practice. <laughs> I don't know that I could be the pitcher, but I could potentially be the belly itcher. <laughs> well, you could be the pitcher. You have a big butt. Yeah. Are pitchers, are pitchers, do pitchers typically have big butts? Pitchers got a big butt. Okay. According to the film Ma- Major League. Major League? No, not Major League. Uh, Little Big League. Okay. Little Big League is the one where he gets... Uh, have you seen any of these movies? So, so okay. Little Big League. So there's Little Big League is the one about the kid who breaks his arm. and That's the one pitch with really pitchers fast. got a big butt. Okay. That was the big laugh line in Little Big League <laughs> was him yelling, pitchers got a big butt. Yeah, there was definitely our childhood had a lot of like kid baseball comedies. I know. Well, they heard that I was a child. <laughs> That's what happened, I think. I went to see The Babe for a birthday party. Oh, cool. I, wh- the Babe Ruth movie starring John Goodman. I was too old to do that for a birthday party. I must have been 11. Right? Brian, look up what year The Babe came out with John Goodman. How old must I have been? I don't know. 13? I did a birthday party where I went to see Sidekicks starring Jonathan Brandis and Chuck Norris. <laughs> well, as long as we're talking about terrible movies, we should bring our guest into the mix since he's the host of Max Fun's own show about... Uh, action and sci-fi movies, or the co-host, I should say, a comedian uh, formerly of Chicago, Illinois, now of Los Angeles, California, Mr. Ricky Carmona. How are you, sir? Very good. How are you guys doing? Which do you prefer, uh, The Babe or Sidekicks? Uh, As a movie expert. (laughs) I would go with The Babe on that one. Mm -hmm. I would take The Babe. 11 years old I was when The Babe came out. (laughs) We have confirmation it was my 11th birthday, 1992, when I went to see The Babe for my birthday. Rookie of the Year mm. is the movie with Pitcher's Got a Big Butt. What's Little Big League then? Is that even a movie? Did I make that up? That is a movie, Brian says. Major League. No, not Major League. What's, it, what's the movie I just said? Rookie of the Year. Okay, Rookie of the Year is where he breaks his arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, somehow they have to transplant something. Somehow his arm becomes robo-powerful. Yeah, he has a robo-arm. He uh, becomes the starting pitcher on the Chicago Whites on the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think he takes him to the playoffs. I feel like he takes him to the World Series, maybe against the Minnesota Twins. What in the Metrodome? I'm... I remember there being a Metrodome scene. <laughs> I, I, okay, Little Big League is the okay. There we go. Brian has us straightened out now. Little <laughs> Big League is the Twins movie. The kid becomes the manager of the Twins. Man, we are getting so many angry tweets from 90s kid baseball comedy (laughs) fans. They are angry. Right now we're getting angry tweets from early 90s Minnesota Twins. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kent Herbeck. (laughs) Gary Gaetti. Gary Gaetti. Sorry, Jordan. (laughs) Apologies. I'll bring it back. That's okay. Uh, Shout out to Angels in America. I don't care. Angels in America. Yes. Tony just, Kushner, be Tony right? Kushner, just because a gay Fantasia on national themes. <laughs> oh, no. What is it? Angels in the outfield. Angels That's the what outfield. I'm thinking about. Yeah, that was in there. Also, Sandlot. Sandlot. Big yeah. one. Yep. Both both Angels in the outfield and Angels in America had a lot to say about the AIDS crisis. <laughs> so I think we can agree on that. Uh, 
Oh, I loved Al Christopher Pacino Lloyd was a helpful angel <laughs> who died of AIDS. He was one of the first AIDS deaths. The angels in the outfield in question were Freddie Mercury, Rock Hudson, <laughs> right. Keith Haring, Liberace. <laughs> Uh, of those movies, of those of those mid '90s kid baseball comedies, does Sandlot hold up the best? Is that the le- legitimate good movie of that bunch? That's what everybody says. I've never seen Sandlot. I don't think Sandlot's actually good. But I mean, like for a kids movie, like, out of those movies, yeah, out of those movies, if we were to pick one that would, because I think Major League is a stupid movie, yeah. but it is successful at what it does. Well, but I guess a, that's, that's like a, disqualified because it's for too, grown-ups. Yeah, too that's, raunchy. Yeah, that's how. It's, I, I would say out of those, Major League was my favorite, but I yeah. can't include it because it's for... I mean, Major League is a legitimate two, two-and-a-half-star movie. <laughs> <laughs> you won't go yeah. three? I'll go... Well, it depends on whether you're giving it a half a point for, for like, having... For shooting low. <laughs> <laughs> I think its greatest its greatest achievement was that it's, it, uh, it paved the way for necessary roughness. <laughs> I'm the giving Major it League an, of football. I'm giving it an extra point for Rene Russo is what I'm doing. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you get that Russo boost. Woo! By the way, the category is movies Jesse saw with his dad at the drive-in <laughs> double feature. <laughs> the next answer is... This Damon Wayans vehicle. <laughs> blank man, blank man. <laughs> it was Mo Money. I was uh, going to say Mo Money. Uh, inferior to blank man in every way. <laughs> Better than Last Boy Scout. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Okay, so if we're, if we're talking categories, mid-90s, yeah. uh, urban superhero movie, blank man, or uh, Captain Meteor. <laughs> Which one was Captain Meteor? That was Robert Townsend. Oh, that's the Meteor Man. Meteor Man, Meteor excuse Man. me. Ooh. Meteor Man, sorry. I, again, I did not see Meteor Man, but I did see Blank Man in the theater. Yeah. So I will give my uh, my vote to Blank Man. Is yeah. Blank Man... No, I'm thinking of Handyman. Yeah. Yeah. Blank Man, Blank, Man is, Blank Man was a little bit ahead of his time. I feel like now there's all these movies about, you know, like, everyday guys, you know, pooling their resources and becoming a superhero. Mm-hmm. You're kick-asses, you're yeah. supers. Uh, but that, that, that came first. I'll tell you, I heard, I remember listening to Damon Wayans on Fresh Air. And this was when I was an adult. And I had already gone through this period where I thought back to all the things that I really loved on In Living Color. And realized that they were probably a combination of terrible and offensive. (laughs) (laughs) I remember how much I loved Men on Film. Oh, yeah. And then thinking back and thinking, like, that is horrible. (laughs) That is awful. (laughs) They're, like, so cruel and disgusting. Yeah. I have heard that, that that men on film is widely embraced and accepted. Right. Like, so, like, okay. They love it. So, and I also was, do you remember Handyman? Handyman was, yeah, uh, Handyman oh, like was, a superhero wow. with like cerebral palsy or something. Yeah. He talked out of the side of his mouth. Yeah. It was a Damon Wayans character. So then I heard Damon God, Wayans right. on Fresh Air talking about this. Damon Wayans, A, is the most sympathetic man you could ever have talking about anything ever. Like, I, you you want to be his friend from the moment he opens his mouth. <laughs> B, he, he can explain so easily why those things aren't offensive, hmm. and you believe him 100%. <laughs> and then at the end of it, you're like, wait a minute. No, that's still offensive. <laughs> There's something about he grew up with a club foot. Yeah. That makes Handyman okay. 
Mm. And he guess has a gay friend or something. <laughs> so that makes me sure. film okay. Those are the most those are the most difficult arguments when 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 something is criticized for being offensive. The like, listen, this comes from a personal place. Yeah. Like no matter how tangentially yeah. related. Yeah, those and, are always the toughest ones. But he's to, uh, but he really he really really sold them Mm -hmm. and i bought into them at least while it was going on and then i thought back because then i had to check i was like i loved fire marshal bill right yeah fire marshal bill is the worst thing ever (laughs) it is horrible it is as bad as anything what is fire marshal bill even based on like where did it come from well it's based on jim carrey felt he wasn't doing enough yelling on the program (laughs) (laughs) basically all of jim carrey's comedy is based on him taking a script and adding yelling (laughs) (laughs) like that kind of yelling something with his neck veins popping out what's the yeah what what are the what what are the things people like in living color advocates will defend men on film? I men think on people, film. Uh, uh, who are the the homeboys? The, the homeboy money, shopping network. Money. Oh yeah, the mo oh, money guys. That's... What I about still... what about homie the cloud? Are there people oh, still are homie sympathetic? The homie the cloud. Absolutely. Yeah. Homie yeah. the cloud's pretty funny. Yeah. You know what? Another thing I really liked that mm. I found myself still liking was uh, the like elderly blues man. Who, oh yeah, David Allen Greer. David Allen yeah. Greer <laughs> wrote a song about it. Like you hear it here go. <laughs> yeah. I do remember. I like. I can't like looking back on that. I haven't seen it as an adult, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think if I saw it now, I would probably be like, "Wow, this is really slow. There's no jokes in it, et cetera, et cetera." Yeah. But if I do look back on my memories of it from watching it, you know, between The Simpsons and Home Improvement, or what? I mean, I mean, uh, uh, Herman's head. Herman's head. Yeah. head. <laughs> um, then I it does amuse me in retrospect. Oh, that's the um, uh, that's the church lady effect. <laughs> I think that's the Saturday Night Live sucks now effect, right? It's just that when you think back about something from your teenage years, you leave out all of the long, boring parts. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I watch, we we grew up, uh, I'm I'm 31 Mm -hmm. years old. Jordan, you're a year younger than I am. I don't know how old you are, Rick. I'm 36. So uh, we we, we grew up in, uh, you probably probably grew up in a sort of transitional era era of Saturday Night Live, but... Obviously, one of the great eras of Saturday Night Live is your um, your Hartman uh, slash Mike Carvey, Myers, Myers slash Dana Carvey sure, yeah. years, right? That's that's I'm pretty squarely in that. Like that was the first Saturday Night sure. Live that really touched me, and I think now, and you you want to be like mm, that was really the the pinnacle of that show. And I remember like I was eleven, twelve years old. Had very low standards, and I remember being bored through half of the sketches. If I think about it, yeah, because they write the whole fucking show in a week and then they put it on yeah. live. It's really hard. Yeah. It's ninety <laughs> minutes long. Some uh, a thing a thing that Saturday Night Live that happened a lot in that era that they don't do now is like something you can really say for the show. There are some sketches that aren't sketches. They are little plays. Yeah. Like there are sometimes where they then, would just film like a – they're like, oh, this is a six-minute play that oh, someone wrote. Yeah. You uh, kind of feel like those are always Jack Handy's doing. <laughs> yeah. No, I, was, I don't know. All the, all the Jack Handy things seem like sketches. 
Well, they're very Jack Handy-ish, but sure. they have, they're very involved, Even I guess like those, is what I mean. those really early ones would be like when Belushi was on there, and they'd just be like these little short films. I'd be like, is this supposed to be funny? It's just if like you, a little... Yeah. yeah, if you watch early, if you watch the beginning of Saturday Night Live, you're like, Jesus Christ, is this boring. Yeah. It's a boring, boring television show. Yeah. And it's just, I guess they had not had comedy on television to that point. Right. Like, they had MASH. Sure. Serial <laughs> comic. Mm-hmm. The Benny Hill show? Was it Benny Hill show? Yeah, there was <laughs> Benny Hill on it. was on at the time. Yeah, sure. So I, I think the one thing, the one exception that I will make to that rule is I, I had a friend. I never, in high school, I never believed. I didn't, I'm a little bit too young to have grown up watching the Chevy Chase films of his heyday. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that you're f- four or five years older than me, you might have caught your vacations and your, vacation. and your Fletches and the good movies that he made in, in the uh, early to mid-80s. I, like, I still kind of like Fletch. Fletch. Fletch is good. Yeah, yeah Fletch, Fletch is hilarious. Is good, yeah. I, watched that, I watched that two or three weeks ago. Yeah, Fletch is pretty great. Um, you're wrong about Fletch. But, <laughs> but, but, but I only remembered his, like, uh, his the, his downfall years. Mm-hmm. That's was because you know he had his late night show when I was eleven. Oh yeah, you know what was... I mean. So I had thought Chevy Chase was the least funny person in the history of the world when I was <laughs> when I was seventeen. I thought I couldn't believe I didn't understand why he was funny, et cetera, et cetera. And my friend had a VHS of the best of Chevy Chase on Saturday Night Live, which is out of print. I think mm-hmm. they, I don't think they ever brought it back into print because Chevy Chase is such a dick. And I watched it. And I was like, wow, this is the funniest person I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. And then I realized he was only on Saturday Night Live for a year. Yeah. <laughs> like one season, he made one of the funniest sets of, you know, 70 minutes of comedy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and so I will give an exception to old Chevy Chase. But, but I think if – I don't know. Like John – is John Belushi funny or, he just, or do you just want to hang out with him a lot because he's so such a bon vivant? I'm going to lose so much credibility here. I've never seen Animal House, so I can't wow. base his career on That's that. That's kind of an achievement. He has a pretty small part. Animal yeah. House is a little bit boring if you watch it now. He has a pretty small part in it also, mm-hmm. but he is pretty great. Yeah. But it's mostly charming, right? Sure. More than funny. Yeah, that's like fun. Absolutely, sure. It's a lot of yeah. You're watching some guys goof around. Like right. He's not really like I. Blues Brothers is one of my favorite movies. And he's not exactly funny in Blues Brothers. It's more just like a fun thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think at the time, and this is why you know it got so much credit, is that like something something just had to be outrageous because it was like legitimately brave to do something outrageous. Right. It did like people were actually you say offended. The, sn- the snobs controlled the industry. I mean, the <laughs> right. slobs to they take them on. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> like the uh, the implication that the slob could potentially rise up. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of that stuff was legitimately. You know, it was boundary pushing and you were laughing because you had never seen, you know, a guy smoke pot on camera. Right. Uh, right. Or what have you. So, yeah, I think it was I think it was more that and it gets because that was so outrageous to see at the time. But yeah. uh, now it's like, oh, a guy can smoke pot on camera, but he has to be saying something funny in addition to that. Right. 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 And, that and, and there's definitely like movies that I that I haven't seen that I I know when I watch them like Animal House, mm-hmm. like. All right, when I watch this, Ricky, don't think, don't don't forget that this is the movie that set the standard they for what happens. All, exactly. Yeah. Animal exactly. House invented every movie. Animal House and Caddyshack essentially invented the, <laughs> the comedies of the next fifteen years. Right, like, right. Exactly. They were all just knockoffs. I guess Ghostbusters invented a new kind of comedy, the sure. sort of blockbuster action comedy. Yeah. But 
yeah, pretty much that was. Blues yeah. Brothers is a weird movie. Totally. How did they get that movie made? I think that was just that was just do whatever you fucking feel like it. Most famous comedy guys in the world. Because they're terrible at music. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dan Aykroyd is not a bad harmonica player. Right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> but like Belushi is a terrible singer. Mm-hmm. It's creepy that they're playing R&B music. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. Um, they had a platinum album. <laughs> Their album went Is it actually platinum. them singing on it? Yes. Okay. Um, it's not an album of the songs from the movie. It is an album of the Blues Brothers band. Singing. Reco- it is a live album. Wow. Recorded yeah. at, I think, the Hollywood Bowl or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it was like when they were on tour, and it was like a huge album. It was like a big deal. Is it? Would you say it's better or worse than The Simpsons Sing the Blues? <laughs> is The Simpsons Sing the Blues the first Simpsons album yes. or the second Simpsons album? Yeah. The one with Do the Bartman? It has Do the Bartman. I think it. Do the Bartman is better than the whole. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, well, one thing about the Blues Brothers that's kind of weird is they really did bring in A-quality ringers. Mm-hmm. So Paul Schaefer put the band together, and he literally hired the greatest musicians in that genre in the world mm-hmm. because they didn't have they weren't doing anything because disco had ruined their careers and it was you know 1983 mm-hmm. so they literally were not just hanging around you mm-hmm. know steve cropper and duck dunn were just hanging around their house <laughs> but they are legitimately pretty much a team of the great like it is a genuine dream team of musicians so the band is pretty great mm-hmm. but the blues brothers they're they sang. I mean, like, it was not a comedy act on Saturday right. Night Live. It was them singing songs as a music performance. Yeah. Yeah, they never, like, winked at the camera or anything. Like, are or you guys did in joke. on the joke? Right, right. Yeah. It was like, we're about to knock the I hell was out very, of Soul Man. As a kid, I was very confused as to what was supposed to be funny about the Blues Brothers. I, I always kind of thought I didn't get it. <laughs> I read this I read this article that... that uh, Why does my dad about love this so much? I of, about the making of the movie that was, you know, in Vanity Fair mm-hmm. or something like that. Fascinating article. I mean, basically, like, for two-thirds of the movie, they were just trying to keep Belushi from dying. Mm-hmm. That was, like, a real focus. <laughs> sure. Like, he would just disappear, oh. and they would find him, like, five doors down from where they were shooting inside someone's house, hanging out with them and doing blow. Mm-hmm. Um, like, while he was supposed to be on set shooting <laughs> scenes. Mm-hmm. Still in Blues Brother gear? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he was. And, like, Hackroyd's original script was, like, 250 pages or 300 pages. Yeah. <laughs> like, they had to convince, like, nobody, wa- none of the black people involved wanted to be in it because <laughs> it's creepy. Sure. <laughs> and they had to be, like, they had to be explained, they had to explain to them that they had no other career going because it was 1982 or whatever. <laughs> um, it is a weird, weird thing, but I do and love it. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. All that being said, and you love the movie. I, I do, do not like the Blues Brothers movie. Why? For all for you don't like the reasons you don't like you don't like car accidents. <laughs> yeah, how many cars are gonna fucking crash? <laughs> uh, the cars should be treated with respect. <laughs> it's a weird movie. I, do, I like. It I, is a I, very I weird movie. I just don't movie. get it. I'm like, they're blues singers. And they're getting they, the band back together. They're getting the band back together. Where, where, where was the band before that? Where, they got where they all, the fam- all the most famous soul singers in the world together, from John Lee Hooker to <laughs> Cab Calloway. <laughs> I do like one of my favorite parts about that movie, uh, in terms of the sort of tone deafness of it, is just the fact that uh, black people is a genre, is the genre of music they're tackling. <laughs> <laughs> Blacks. Of the, uh, of the movies of around that time with... Around those people, uh, 
Uh, what do you mean I, by those people? <laughs> blacks. <laughs> Here's some of my favorite blacks. Uh, no, the, the, He's like, talking first, about Atros Perot. Yeah. The, uh, the, first, the first Saturday Night Live group of people. Uh, boy, I, I check in with the jerk once a year to make sure it's still hilarious. That shit is still hilarious. Bernadette Peters still gives me a little bit of a boner. Like, not a full-on boner, but, like, I remember the legitimate boners that I, met, I got I met, Bern- I met Bernadette Peters one time. I will tell you, um, I was working in high school. I worked... At the War Memorial Performing mm-hmm. Arts Center in San Francisco, mm-hmm. which is the opera, the symphony, and this and the Herbst Theater, mm-hmm. and she came to do uh, like a Bernadette Peters in concert at the symphony, mm-hmm. and when she was around, the people at the symphony were shitting their fucking <laughs> yeah. pants, and I don't think I was like sixteen. I'm not even sure I had seen the jerk at mm-hmm. that point. I sincerely did not know who she was. And so I kept getting jobs to, like, give her hand or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because I was the only person there that wasn't terrified to make eye yeah. contact with Bernadette Peters. I'm, I'm just, just – this is just a shot in the dark. But I'm guessing uh, a lot of these employees that were freaked out were gay men. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. There, there's the, yeah. you, think, you think it's possible a lot of gay men work at the opera, Jordan? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's <laughs> shot in the dark. Shot, I'm not basing that on anything. It's just a feeling. Right. You know, like being in love. Sure. <laughs> Um, the yeah. jerk is pretty hilarious. The jerk, well, the jerk has jokes in it, kind of unlike these other. You know, it's like Ghostbusters some, doesn't even really have that many jokes. I, in it. I guess cat and dogs living together is that's a joke. Yeah, that's I was, I was definitely yeah. surprised. I watched Ghostbusters not that long ago. I was really surprised at how few jokes it was, but I actually how few jokes it had. Yeah, but I was surprised also at how much I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I actually no, Ghostbusters really enjoyed is great. Watching Ghostbusters it. is great, and yeah, it doesn't have a lot of jokes. It's a lot of personalities mm-hmm. when Bill sure. Murray shows up oh I love this guy uh, Harold Ramis they're just all like Ray Parker Jr. Ray mm-hmm. Parker Jr. come on when he comes on, on the soundtrack I, um, there's a um, the uh the Meltdown Theater does a thing. Oh, Ricky, you performed at this. Bad Movie Night. They'll just yes. show kind of a bad VHS movie from, <laughs> yeah. from yesteryear. And they always play a couple of trailers before the movie. And one of them is this kind of amazing black exploitation movie starring Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> uh, kind of similar plot to The Raid, it seems. He is in like a, um, a tenement and has to fight his way out of it. This is like an 80s black exploitation yes. yeah. movie? Well, like, this old, this, is this post-Ghostbusters? This will date it. The voiceover says... Uh, um, uh, one of the hottest new talents on the scene, Ray Parker Jr., best known for his hit song from the film Ghostbusters. <laughs> so this is his first foray into acting. I wish I could wow. remember the title. But it is like him like beating up drug dealers in a – He did play Huey Lewis in the film Ghostbusters. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, I'm 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 kind of tempted to track that down. But yeah, probably, now you got probably it's, unwatchable. It's it's in my head now too. I want to see this movie. Okay, well we'll be back in just a second after we've watched that movie on Jordan <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sponsors this week on the program. First of all, our special thanks to our friends at ExtremeRestraints.com. They provided a whole pile of sexual stuff for us for the Max Fun Drive, and we really appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. They say specifically they carry whatever toys or gear people need to fulfill their sexual desires. And if you want uh, 20% off this week or uh, 10% off any week after that, just go and enter the coupon code BOYDETECTIVE. 
Yeah, boy detective. That's a sexy code. Sure. Think about think about me when you're getting that thing to shove up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they say they have everything. Or from, others. Everything from rabbit vibrators to steel ball stretchers. Yeah. Um, you know, I think... Uh, Are you tired of your balls being <laughs> insufficiently stretched? Yeah. Um, <laughs> compact balls? <laughs> Go to Extreme Restraint. You know, this is actually—it's actually a really, really cool site. I—I um, I was browsing around on it for the first time uh, when they were offering our uh, pledge gifts, and it's great. It's got uh, super bonkers stuff, but if you're also a uh, novice who maybe just kind of wants to to peek into the world, there's some less bonkers stuff too. So uh, whatever you want, go to extremerestraints.com and use the code Boy Detective. Nothing on the jumbotron this week. If you want to get up on the jumbotron, go to maximumfun.org/jumbotron. It's cheap. It's easy, whether it's wishing someone happy birthday or plugging your blog or your podcast or your website that sells something. It's all online at MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to be a sponsor of Maximum Fun shows, email Teresa, T-H-E-R-E-S-A, at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Ricky Carmona. That's it. That's it? You can have a nickname if you want to. I mean, that's it can be your nickname. But... Are these nicknames you guys have given yourself? Or is this, I feel like yeah. I, that's, or, well, then I that's don't. That's the whole point of the nicknames yeah. on our show. We gave, now granted, we gave them to ourselves when we were 19 and 18. Okay. <laughs> sure. So we had a lack of self-awareness that led us to give ourselves stupid nicknames. Can I suggest? Uh, and I think no idea that we would still be saying it. Uh, <laughs> 13 years, years later. later. Yeah. Semi- I've been a big fan of Dark Gable lately. I've been having, mm. I've been Dark Gable, Dark Gable, because you're so smooth, like that's, Clark Gable. That's what's up. Boom. Okay, I like it. <laughs> I like that. You are DG. pretty smooth. <laughs> and uh, and you own uh, every Star uh, Star Trek TV show on DVD, like <laughs> Clark Gable. It's exactly, exactly. Gonna upgrade to Blu-ray soon. Yeah, I. Uh, Ricky, I, I had a lot of fun hanging out with you and our buddy Colton Dunn the other night. Star Trek is one of those things that I don't like to watch, but I love to hear guys talk about it. <laughs> like, I love to hear guys talk about whether or not they prefer Next Generation to Voyager or whatever. <laughs> he was really upset that I was not a fan of Voyager. He was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> now, not... what, what's your favorite of the Star Treks? It's a tie between the Whoopi Goldberg one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Actually, Next Generation and then Deep Space Nine is a very close, close second. Not a fan of the original Star Wars Deep, at all. Deep Space Nine, if I remember correctly from my high school English teacher, <laughs> she explained Deep Space Nine was the best one because it, they're allowed to have conflict in ways that you're not allowed to have on regular Star Trek because of the Prime Directive. Mm. Oh, Oh, look at her. She's There's a lot of interpersonal down. conflict yeah. on Deep Space Nine that, that you can't have on regular Star Trek. And it, it was one of the, it was the first Star Trek where every week it wasn't like, who's this new alien? Who's this new alien? Like, there was always just different – they were always running into people throughout the whole episode. It wasn't like, from now on, for this next hour – it's just going to be about the Romulans. We went to the planet where they have the this. Yeah, ex- exactly. Not they because they were the sp- the space station where all the planets would have to stop 
before they went somewhere else. Were there a lot of old-timey episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, like Victorian episodes? They would do that. A lot of holodeck, I was going to say, a lot of holodeck episodes. A lot of holodeck. A lot of Robin Hood. Yeah. uh, A lot of Sherlock Holmes episodes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I vaguely remember. I did watch, I mean, I watched Star Trek The Next, I remember watching Star Trek The Next Generation on Channel 44 in San Francisco. (laughs) Um, and I, that's what I, the two things I remember is being confused as to why Whoopi Goldberg was on it. That was number one. <laughs> and number two, I have a great fondness for Whoopi Goldberg. Sure. I should explain. But num- and then number two, why I remember them going back in time a lot. And I'm glad that you yeah. explained why yeah. they were constantly, cause I remember Patrick Stewart in different outfits. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the main thing I remember. <laughs> and then what's, what's the guy, what's the uh, blockhead guy called? He's always angry. The blockhead guy? Who's yeah, blockhead? you know he's got the he's got the big head and he's always angry. He's always Worf. fighting guys. Worf. Worf. Mm-hmm. So on. Yes. Worf would go back in time, and you'd be like, "Why don't these guys just be like, hey, what, what's with the black guy with the crazy head?" No, I'll, I won't, I'll say I don't think I don't think they were going back in time. I think they were in a holographic simulation of yes, another time. That is, so that I think you could probably so, program in new rules and uh, you know like for, ignore for, the black guy with the crazy head. Yeah, for the, for uh, old <laughs> time people out. to be less racist. <laughs> Don't freak out yeah. around the black guy. Make okay. sure that make don't, sure that button gets pushed. Don't call him a moor. <laughs> a dastardly moor. Yeah. Well, I I told you, Jordan. Mm. I have I just had softball practice mm-hmm. for the Max Fun Rockets. Yeah. It's going to be a long season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a very long season. Sonny D wasn't there, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, but he's plans to guys, return. Are you guys play, playing um, other podcast networks? Works like are you gonna are you gonna play the uh, Joe Rogan motherfuckers? Oh dear God, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the Joe Rogan the Joe Rogan podcast network softball team. What they do is they just take the softball bats and hit you with them. <laughs> <laughs> right. right, they hit you until you realize that the moon landing was fake. <laughs> um, it's gonna be a long. Se- we'll check in. We'll check in with that okay. story. We'll check in with that. Hey, if you're Seriously, can I just make an announcement? Mm-hmm. If you're good at softball and you live in Los Angeles and you're known to us, mm-hmm. well, you know, you've come to come Max Fun Con or something, you don't even have to be that good. <laughs> if you throw with your shoulder, I don't there's no other way to say this without being uh un, to without being rude, so I apologize, mm-hmm. but you don't throw like a girl. I know that there's girls who don't throw that way and the boys who do, so I apologize. It's just the shortest way to explain. Mm-hmm. If you throw like a boy and we know who you are and you want to be on the team, fucking send me an email. <laughs> you got like five days before the roster cut off. <laughs> Let's do this because we need a couple people that can throw the ball across the diamond. If you've That's seen what I'm looking for. Any of those movies that we talked about earlier, uh-huh. I think they should be allowed to submit as well. If they've seen if they've Angels seen, in the oh, Outfield, yeah. if they've seen Little <laughs> the, Big League. The babe. Hey, you, you know what, hell? Mr. Baseball. If <laughs> you've seen crazy. Mr. Baseball, where uh, <laughs> Tom, Tom Selleck, Selleck goes to Japan. I think I might have seen that one on a birthday, too. Yeah, yeah. That was a big deal release for me. That was a weekend of... You loved Tom Selleck as a kid. I loved baseball movies, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I watched, like... I watched as a kid. I watched like Eight Men Out and Bang the Drum Slowly, mm-hmm. oh, Bingo what's... Long, and his Traveling All Stars and Motor King, starring mm-hmm. Billy D. Williams. Wow! These what? I just went. I just watched every baseball movie they had at Blockbuster. I uh, I read an article recently talking about how surprising it was that that movie Forty Two did so well because baseball movies are uh, are are um, underperformers these days. Field of Dreams was my favorite movie. Oh, Field okay, of this is great. What's Bang Grant's the Drum Slowly? I don't... Bang the Drum Slowly is a movie from the 70s. Actually, a pretty good movie about a ball player struggling with cancer. 
Uh-huh. I've yeah. never heard of this movie. This is, a, this is actually a legitimately good movie. It may have even been nominated for some Oscars. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. I'll I remember the uh, <laughs> the critic's take on Field of Dreams was that all the old players come out of the court field and they're all like racists. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, Jordan what, what have you been up well, to while, uh, I, was, while I was at softball practice? You'll, you'll forgive me if I'm maybe not firing on all cylinders today. Um, I, I just got off the plane. I was at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. In Portland, Oregon, with our friend early... Matt Bronger. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and basically a lot of really cool things happened, uh, but the... But the most noteworthy is perhaps that I met Gallagher. So, We should give Ricky some backstory. When Jordan and I were in college, Gallagher was scheduled to be on The Sound of Young America, but canceled at the last minute. But they were kind enough to give us a pair of tickets to see Gallagher in Salinas, California. Nice. Which turns out to be much further than we thought it was from yeah. Santa Cruz. <laughs> That's, you know, we always, I, we always talked about getting out to Steinbeck country, and it was nice to have yeah. an excuse. Turns out it's like, it's like a 90-minute drive from Santa Cruz. So we drove so far to get to Salinas, made it to this, like, town hall. And the two things that are important to know about Gallagher's show are, number one, he loves and respects his fans, signs autographs for like an hour, two hours before and after the show, rides around on a tricycle through the audience, throwing things before the show starts, hmm. just loves and his I fans. And I think we should say, and I should also say this about the meeting I had with him this weekend, is I guess there's no way for us to prove whether we were seeing Gallagher or Gallagher too. I think yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gallagher too is his brother who tours as who toured as Gallagher yeah. until he got sued by his brother Gallagher. Which <laughs> um, was just doing his brother's act. Um so that's number one. Loves and respects his fans. Number two, much more racist and homophobic than you expected. <laughs> just you th- just a lot of a lot of sort of puerile, sort of fourth gradey race material. Oh. You know, just like, just sort of like black guys have big dicks and Chinese guys have small dicks type material. Like, I can't remember that. The one only joke I remember specifically is him pouring. He's so, through this whole show, he's making pies to smash, Mm -hmm. right? Because he smashes watermelons. That's his big grand finale. But he makes pies to smash first. And so he has these pans, pie pans, and he's putting different stuff in them that he's going to smash later at the end of the show. He doesn't smash anything. For a solid two hours. Wow. Yeah, he does. No like, opener. No, no opener. opener. Like, it's like it's like it's Springsteen. Like it's like uh, racist Uncle Springsteen. <laughs> Race, old racist old Uncle racist. Springsteen. <laughs> yeah. So he's filling pies with different shit. I do remember him, and he hates cities because he plays poorly there because he's terrible and not funny. And he put a giant, like borderline novelty size can of chow mein into a pan. And then he put a giant borderline novelty-sized can of fruit cocktail into the pan. And then he said, that's my San Francisco pie. That's the level of humor we're talking about at a Gallagher show. Wow. Yeah. For real. Big laughs on that line he got? Fucking Gallagher is destroying. (laughs) Yeah. Destroying. People, People are going crazy. At one point, right before the show started, Jordan turned to me and said, I I remember this. He turned to me and said, wow, I hope he does the bit where he smashes the watermelons. (laughs) And this couple in front of us turns around angry. 
Uh-oh. And they say, and the and the husband says, we've been to see him four times, and he always does the bit where he smashes the watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and just, I guess it's surprising because I guess like I'm, you know, my favorite thing to do as a child was to get up around seven a.m. on a Saturday and just watch Comedy Central, right? Um, and you know, I would just watch whatever was on before or after Mystery Science Theater. So it was either. Monty Python and the Holy Grail or a Gallagher special from like the 70s. And I guess I is probably the two comedic high points of the 70s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I guess I, you know, I guess I always associate him as like a, you know, kind of a, a like a free love guy. You like think of him a, as being like Robin Williams like, in his first special. Right, exactly. Or a kind of a wavy, gravy Jerry Garcia kind of comedian. Like a goofball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is. And. Yeah, it is. It was really amazing to hear the the racial stuff, but like anger. maybe a lot of anger. Yeah. Um. So here's here's here was my interaction with okay. them. Uh, it was just I was getting out of my. What are the circumstances? I a? was getting out of my first show at the Mount Tabor Theater, um, and just kind of on the sidewalk, and um, uh, someone taps me on the shoulder. Um. And it's like a it's like a photographer. It's a girl with a camera. I think I've seen her taking pictures around. And she's like, "Hey, I'm a little drunk. Get a picture with Gallagher." <laughs> I turn around, and Gallagher is standing there uh, with a plastic bag from Seven Eleven. Uh, Gallagher also has a like um like not like a like a windbreaker with like his a, picture on the back, like a Gallagher anorak. Yeah, one of his signature anoraks. Right, and uh. And so I'm there with uh, Mike Burns and Mike Bridenstine. Yes. Um, and so everybody kind of crowds around Gallagher. Heather uh, Heather Thompson, too, I should say. Everybody who's there. Um, that maybe our audience doesn't know. Maybe they do. So everybody crowds around Gallagher. We take a picture. Uh, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can see it. It actually <laughs> came out pretty good. Um, and then we just started talking to Gallagher. And Gallagher asked me – so he he, he – he got the information that we were all comics. He does not seem to know what the Bridgetown Comedy Festival is. He right. was brought was he in performing to do it. at it. He, I guess, was guesting on people's podcasts. Huh. Okay. So I think. Oh, you know, I think he's gonna. He's was on the live walking the room. Gotcha. Huh. Uh, anyway, interesting that he would do that because he's had bad experiences on podcasts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not sure he knows that. <laughs> yeah, he either thinks he was great or forgot that it happened. Um. So first, oh, first things first, he offers us pork rinds. Great. As a, in his plastic 7-Eleven bag is a bag of pork rinds. He got, offers us pork rinds. Did you any dick pills in there? I did not see any uh, Vibramax or ex- extendo, extendo files. Um, uh, but... Uh, An extendo file, by the way, is not a dick pill. That's a dick pill enthusiast. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. You know, the first dick pill was. <laughs> All right. What can I say? I'm quite the extendo file. <laughs> the ancient Babylonians had a version of the dick pill. Um, so he offers everybody pork rinds. And then he, uh, he asked me if I was a comic, and I said that I was. And he's like, so what's your, uh, so what's your name? And I said, Jordan. He's like, huh. So you're going with that? It's <laughs> 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 actually pretty funny. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess so, right? I'm like, what's wrong with it? He's like, no, Jordan, it's like a girl's name. He's like, what's your last name? I said, Morris. He's like, oh, you should call yourself that. I like that Gallagher is right. like, advocating. advice. Is do exactly what I did. It's worked great for him. I mean, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
so so I told him my name was Morris, and he's like he's uh, so he's like, oh, you know what you should do? Just double it. Call yourself Morris Morris. And then what you do is you come out on stage and you say, are you ready for more Morris? Uh, which seems like a great idea. Uh, so that happened. And then uh, then just it segued seamlessly into racist Obama one-liners. Wow. Yeah. Can I say, though, mm-hmm. I don't – look, I don't think Jordan's a girl's name. Yeah. I do like the name Morris Morris. I think that is a strong comedy name. Well, I mean, I think if I was, if this was the 70s and I was looking to be a rainbow suspended, uh, tie-dyed shirt, you know, free love bus roller skating comedian, Morris Morris is great. But I mean, you're like a fun guy still. I mean, that's true. All I'm saying is, I think Morris Morris would work for you right now. The only kind of guy I think Morris Morris doesn't work for is like a. I'm 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 telling the truth when everyone else is scared to. Yeah. That guy, like if Doug Stanhope's name was Morris Morris, mm-hmm. you wouldn't buy it. He, I would have a hard time with yeah. that. But I think a fun guy like you. Do you think I should get fatter? Morris Morris. I was gonna say if you say, you're saying getting fatter because right away I was thinking Bruce Bruce. If Bruce oh, Bruce can okay. exist, there's nothing wrong with Bruce. There's Bruce. nothing wrong with Bruce Bruce. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce at all. has had a lot of success, my friend. That's yeah. true. I mean, you get. Had a lot of success before he died from his corpulent obesity. <laughs> is well, Bruce Bruce know. gone? I think Bruce Bruce is gone. What? Brian, can you look up whether Bruce Bruce is alive? Oh, no. I think he's passed on. Oh, I might be mistaken. He didn't make And you it. know, while we're, while we're, just while we're doing that check- <laughs> He didn't make it. He didn't make <laughs> through the 800-pound <laughs> crucible. <laughs> while you're doing that, check up on Earthquake, too. <laughs> Probably. Just to be safe. <laughs> Earthquake's definitely still with us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bruce Bruce is with us. Okay. Brian has confirmed. He was in the oh. movie Think Like a Man. I'll tell you. Turtle. Bruce Bruce. <laughs> what was he hosting? What was he hosting? He was hosting uh, Comic View or was he hosting, he was hosting Comic View for a minute. Showtime at the Apollo. He was no. there was something that he was hosting that I feel like was in syndication. I, I think it was I think it was Comic View. Yeah. Was it Comic View? Okay. He was a great host. He's not a great comedian, I don't really think, but he is a great host. Bruce Bruce comes out on stage, says some stuff. You're ready to fucking enjoy yourself. <laughs> That's what I think about Bruce Bruce. Like, he's just out there. He's having fun. You're having fun with him. He's got dancing ladies. Yeah. I remember he always had dancing ladies. It's fun. It's Bruce Bruce. We're all having fun. He so, can pull off a suit and dreadlocks, like the tight cornrows. <laughs> yep. I was in. I was always like, look at that. I like this guy. Absolutely. Yep. You start talking, buddy. You got me. So is the plan for me to get really fat? No. I think yeah. you could do more. I think you could be Morris Morris <laughs> with horn-rimmed glasses. Oh, okay. What about like horn-rimmed glasses? So I'm like a Shelly Berman type? Am I? Mm, I'm not talking about full-on elderly Jew glasses. Okay. Number one, that's my territory. Sure. <laughs> Number two. Step on your thing. Number two, I think, no, I think more of a... Um, you don't have to be a full-on Poindexter. I think you mm-hmm. can be a, a, a sort of a, you know, like a like a mid-century, like ah, oh, what is uh, what's our man on um, uh, like the other dudes on Mad Men, uh, beard guy, or uh, sure, like the copywriters on Mad Men. Yeah, like the copywriters on Mad Men. Okay. What's, what's our guy? What's our guy that that we have met before from Mad Men? He's on. Um, uh, he's on uh, Never Not Funny all the time. Oh, I don't think I've ever met anybody very, from Mad Men. Very nice man, Rich. Uh, Rich Summer. Rich Summer. Rich Summer. Very nice man. Very mm. funny man. I think you'd be a Rich Summer type. Okay. And st- and be Morris Morris. You don't have to play it up. See, that's sure. the thing. You don't play it up. Okay. It's not like. 
Look out, y'all. Here comes more <laughs> Hey, guys, remember encyclopedias. <laughs> Call me crazy. I still have a nice set. <laughs> that's my joke. I think you just you just present that like that's your name. You don't play it up. Yeah. And it's just sticky, and it sounds good. You got the, you got the horn rim glasses. Do I need, like, a cardigan? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cardigan, and don't go with a bow tie. That's too much. Oh, okay. I say a knit tie. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a nice knit tie. Get okay. yourself a cardigan. Get yourself a slim a slim pant. Mm-hmm. And I think Morris Morris is in business. You know who yeah. I would use as you know who I would use as a uh, mm. uh, an example would be uh, Cyril from Archer. Oh, okay, sure. Cyril. He seems like a can I? Okay, and I just don't know. I don't know if we're just saying this as a kind of an overall image makeover for me, but I don't know this how this applies to my stand up act. Most of my jokes are about medical marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I think they work. Yeah, because I think you are you you are presenting like a yourself. No, you're like a hip, fun, cool guy. Okay. And your name's Morris Morris because Morris is a cool name. Okay. I like the idea of the announcer going, here comes Morris. <laughs> I, like, I like the excitement behind that. Hey, okay, can I, can I just work on some like op- just kind of opening, not, not jokes, but like greetings? Because I kind of feel like I sure. should have like a signature. Sure, yeah. Like a signature catchphrase. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, guys, I'm here to crush some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that in line? I'm not sure if that is tonally. I don't know how it fits with the character, but if it does, if you do it a couple times and it doesn't fit with the character, I dump the character. Okay, <laughs> keep the line. The line the is character. too good. Yeah. That's the kind of that's the kind of opener. Yeah. When you come on stage and you say, "I know what you're thinking," it's like so and so at a baby with so. Yeah. You're just you're trying to get on the audience's good side. Make a really serious connection. With the audience, and I think another way mm-hmm. of saying that would be you're trying to crush the audience's pussy. Sure, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want them to think I'm trying to have sex with them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like mentally. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to, you're out there to crush puss mm-hmm. as a metaphor. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. seeing the pee mm-hmm. as a, and I will say one sure. thing. Can I say one thing about Morris Morris? Please. You're going to have to develop some Morris dancing material. Okay, you're at least I am something not a, I am about not, a maypole. I am not comfortable dancing. No, material about Morris dancing, huh? And like, what? What do you like mean? Like a medieval that? dance? Okay, you know something about oh, you know when we here in you know like in midi right after you're done Morris dancing, yeah. you're you're tired. Your doublet is sure. soaked with sweat. <laughs> you're gonna go eat a weird bird. Because <laughs> you're can I, hungry, can I, and it's the Middle Ages. Can I try another uh, opener? Yeah. Well, there's blood in my stool. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that better? Uh, I like uh, crushing some puss better. Okay. Crushing puss. I don't like is, saying puss. I like saying pussy. Puss, okay. That's a good puss opener. Puss makes me feel. Remember, blooded. what you're saying is that you're really powerful because uh, pussy is very powerful. Right, exactly. And puss is just, you know, sweaty. Well, pusses, that's the way you call it, kitty cat. Sure. Can Morris Morris make, uh, uh, can there be any kind of involvement in the show with Morris Day? Can we get him involved somehow? I would say mm. don't get Morris Day involved. Yeah. No? I would say get Jerome involved. Okay. <laughs> we need Jerome and the we need guy. that big ass mirror. <laughs> the guy that holds the mirror for Morris Day. We need those. In the well, movie Purple Rain. <laughs> boy, do you think that I. Come on. Well, is that going to be a problem? Is Morris Day going to come to the show and heckle then? 
Because I didn't ask him? Morris Day right now. I don't need that. Morris Day is on tour. Mm-hmm. Morris Day is getting that money opening for whatever, Earth, Wind, and Fire mm-hmm. at county fairs. Sure. He is not sweating it. <laughs> he is. Him and Frankie Beverly are, are uh, fucking uh, counting their money. Yeah. Okay. So he's not going to come to whatever dates I have and be pissed off that I didn't ask him? No. Okay. Look. That guy is fucking chilling out. I mean, he's lo- got that bird money coming in. Bird, as long as jungle money, he's got that <laughs> ice cream money. castles he's got money. That ice cream castles well, as, money. As long as we're talking about which famous musical Morris's to involve, do you think we can get one-time Black Flag League singer Keith Morris in on this? I think you can because I think <laughs> Keith Morris is right now. He's looking at the money that Henry Rollins is bringing in, touring with his stand-up act. Yeah. Relative to how funny Henry Rollins is, <laughs> and he's thinking to himself, "I gotta get in on this." Sure. <laughs> now, no offense to Henry Rollins, who's great, by the way. Sure, just uh, not not that funny. No, absolutely not. Pretty interesting. I mean, moderately Captain, pretty interesting uh, yeah, guy. Absolutely. I yeah, love listening to him talk. I can yeah. I can I can listen listen to him talk about the old DC days forever. Is sure. he really doing stand up? He does a thing that's like he it's spoken word, yeah. but it's supposed to be funny. Uh-huh. Wow. It's better at being in- it's a lot better at being interesting than it is funny. Absolutely. If you admire Henry Rollins, you will enjoy it. If you don't, you will not enjoy it. Sure. But right. yeah, Henry it is, Rollins it is, is great it is dependent overall. on loving Henry Rollins. Okay. Going into right. it, it's not yeah. going to sway you. Yeah. Right. It's sort of like the stand-up comedy that like uh you know the million dollar man does or whatever. What's the what are the, the what's the professional wrestler? Ted DiBiase. <laughs> yeah, like, does he do? Stand-up? I don't know. There's that, a lot of, I feel like I'm there's a lot of that. there's a lot of '80s professional wrestlers like the Ultimate Wrestler or somebody. No, Rowdy Roddy Piper <laughs> yeah. is doing stand up yes, comedy. He is. That's yes, what I'm he, thinking yes, of. He does. So yeah. it's sort of like Rowdy Roddy Piper. If you go, it's see kind of a Rowdy career Roddy retrospective. It's yeah, like, it's a, a review. Along with is he doing a review? For... Is that what it is? I don't think Rollins is doing a review. <laughs> I don't think Rollins has a dance number. <laughs> okay, so I can get I can get one time Black Flag lead singer Keith Morris to do. Yeah, but something. not Morris Day. But you should try and get Jerome if you've got the money. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean I do. I've got a budget for this. At worst case scenario, Wendy and Lisa. Okay. Oh. Like I think you can get someone. Mm-hmm. Who is loosely associated with Prince? Yeah, somewhat. Best case scenario, yeah. Apollonia. Get okay. focus on Apollonia. Oh, yeah. Put I shouldn't shoot for Sheila E. Mm. That's too ambitious. Sheila E. The problem here's the problem with Sheila E. I guess this also applies to Morris Day mm-hmm. and Wendy and Lisa. Super, super talented. Mm-hmm. So she's probably got like. Here's the thing. If she had fallen on hard times, mm-hmm. she could just start selling tom drums. Sure. She could sell she could sell a tom once a week to pay her bills and she could pay her bills for 20 years just from her main stage kit. Yeah. So she's not sweating it. So, so you're saying, so you're saying that whoever I'm whoever I'm getting to join this act which is Becoming less and less like stand-up comedy. <laughs> it needs to be someone who is desperate in some way. Get which Sheila would E's... which would apply to Keith Morris because he formed a weird uh, non-black flag black flag tribute band that's just called Flag. I would say sad. I would say get Sheila E's dad Pete Escovedo. Okay, Ooh. Latin music legend Pete Escovedo. Okay, this is starting. To I sound... really hope I'm getting see, that name Did you guys right. say when see when Prince was on Fallon a couple weeks ago? No, no. Oh. I watched the performance. Yeah, I, yeah. I, saw I did that. too. Is that the one with his new all lady band? Yes. Yeah. I was going to ask who was in that band. Uh, just random people. Yeah, Randos. I don't know who any babes. of those women are. It's okay. all women. Yeah. 
Prince uh, had a. I don't know if Prince Prince has a habit of sort of tr- trading in his bands. Okay. Um, and I don't know what. Are you up saying with that maybe he's? Band. Are you suggesting that maybe he's difficult? Mm, Prince. <laughs> no. I think I think Prince has a reputation for consistent behavior. <laughs> sure, like being consistent, consistently erratic, thoughtful and predictable. <laughs> sure, are probably the two words that most most collaborators would use to describe Prince. So right now, so it's me. I'm in a cardigan and a knit tie. Yeah, I go on stage. Nice slim pant. Don't forget that. Nice slim pant. <laughs> Maybe a wingtip. Okay, I ask the audience. You could go with a simple sneaker. You like okay. a Vans? I'd say you could do that for a hipster's sake. Okay. I don't know. I never. I don't like it when you were like vans with slacks, right? That looks dumb, well, right? Then don't. I'm not. Don't do wear it. a nice wingtip. Um, yeah. So okay. So I'm going on stage. I'm in this outfit. I ask the audience. I tell them that I'm there to crush some puss, mm-hmm. right? Some pussy. Pussy. Mm-hmm. Excuse pussy. me. I'm there pussy. to crush some pussy. Uh, drum solo by Sheila E's dad. <laughs> <laughs> he's former... playing. He's playing congas. Oh, okay. He's former. Congas. Former. <laughs> Black flag front man Keith Morris comes up and talks about his experience, uh, you know, and as then a punk you, rock legend. And then you close with, Jerome, bring me my mirror. <laughs> 50 bucks a ticket. This is a fucking, this is yeah. a show. This is, this is like a show. James this, Brown this would travel with your James Brown review. Absolutely. Yeah. Sheila E. is like your Ann Peebles. Mm-hmm. This, you have a whole operation. <laughs> this sounds like the Sinbad comedy summer jam. That's that what I'm do. talking oh, right. about. Right? You That's are the you're new headed. Sinbad. That's what wow. you're headed to. New Sinbad. Yeah. You feel about that? Who'd have thunk? Good, huh? I feel bring great. In, bring in a sizzler. <laughs> I mean, I've thought that to myself, but I've never... I've never been tough enough to say it out loud. Hell, I am the new Sinbad. Bring him. <laughs> bring in a Sizzler. Yeah. Do it in a Sizzler. Wow. All you can eat shrimp. How my many friend. people can a Sizzler seat? <laughs> enough. Yeah. That's right. I mean, this is oh, you, man. You're you're keeping this economical. You're focusing on you got a five core members of your group uh-huh. here. You got the guy who, who used to be the lead singer of Black Flag. Uh-huh. You got Jerome from the time. You got Sheila E. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's it. I thought it was her dad. Oh, Pete Escovedo. Okay. Yeah, Pete. Pete Escovedo. I got dear God. I hope I'm getting his name right. Uh, that's it. Three. That's all. In sure. I already I already counted Jerome. You mm-hmm. should add two more acts to this. Okay. Do you know anybody with a dog act? I don't. Do you know it, any oh, dogs? Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, uh, what about uh, what about Gallagher? We forgot uh, Apollonia. Are we oh, trying Apollonia. to get Apollonia as well? Well, we can't just. We <clears throat> should just remake Purple Rain. That's what we should really do. It's about time. (laughs) Let's do a low-budget remake of Purple Rain and just tell Apollonia we're doing it, but we don't tell anyone else. (laughs) So just so we can see. Unshot or unreleased Prince movie called Kingdom Come. What is this? I I haven't heard about this. There is a movie. There is a. There are a few uh, unreleased Prince. Well, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Prince made innumerable videos, some of which were quite long, Uh in the 80s that he never released because he had a studio at Paisley Park, and so he would just be like, "Today we're making a video for this song I just recorded." They make it. He just put it in the vault. So there's that. Okay. Um, there's Under the Cherry Moon, which uh, I think maybe out of print is like really difficult. That was the the follow up to Purple Rain mm. that was a catastrophic disaster. Right. Um, so there's that, and then there's this movie that Kevin Smith made, a documentary that Kevin <laughs> Smith made about Prince, <laughs> that was filmed at um, oh god when uh, Rainbow Children came out, mm-hmm. which is actually a very good Prince album, later Prince album. 
and uh, they had this thing called the, I want to say it was called the Rainbow Celebration. Uh, I think that's right. I'm looking at Ricky, but he really only knows about Jerome. From no, I know, I know, I know about the Rainbow Children. I own that okay. album. There but was a I big, know, uh... there was a big thing then. At the time, there was a big Prince meeting, and D- it was famous because D'Angelo went to it, hmm. Questlove went to it, all these Eric Badu went to it, all these people who admired Prince came to it and performed with him, Nika Costa. And um, as though Nika Costa is just right there on the same level. As, <laughs> yeah. Nika Costa is pretty good, actually. But all these people went and performed with Prince, and Kevin Smith got invited to come and make a documentary about this event. Sure, great documentarian, Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a, well, I mean, apparently he's a huge Prince fan. Like, he's yeah. a really, and more power to him, Prince is great. And so they made this documentary, and then at the end of making the documentary, uh, Prince was like, great, thanks, and just took it from him. Put it in the vault. Wow. It's insane. Prince also videotapes all his shows and all his rehearsals. Hmm. So he has he and he has been doing this since like nineteen eighty one. So maybe wow. Prince Prince fans are kind of excited for him to kick off because then whoever the, you know, duplicitous version that's in charge of the estate is will probably just release all this and get lots of money. Well I mean, Prince fans, I mean Prince fans are the only Prince is the only guy in what might loosely be called black music, mm-hmm. uh, Blues Brothers music, we'll call it. Sure. Um, who <laughs> music has with no that, jokes in it. Who really, truly has that thing that, like, uh, you know, the Bob Dylan obsessives have, sure. or Deadheads, or Dave Matthews Band. Because he records everything, he's crazy secretive, and, and he's record. And at the peak of his career, he was recording, you know, six albums a year. And one of them would be, like... Morris Day in the time, very talented band, wrote some of their own great records. Basically, their like second, third, and fourth record are just Prince albums yeah. <laughs> where Prince would record the whole album and then have Morris Day come in and sing over Prince's vocals. And Prince wouldn't even take all of his vocals out. <laughs> like he'd take out like two thirds of his vocals. So you can still sometimes hear Prince singing underneath Morris Day's vocal. Absolutely. The time are like, hey, we're a good-ass fucking band. How come <laughs> this album is just Prince playing yeah. every instrument? And Prince is like, I don't know. I made seven albums this year, and they won't let me put out seven albums. Yeah, that's... I have. I, if you go back and listen to the Morris Day albums, you listen to Sheila E.'s early albums, yep. you can hear... You can literally hear Prince singing background vocals that, on all those. Yeah, and They're then, great. So he's making Prince albums, Vanity albums, Apollonia Vanity. albums. <laughs> he's, he's making Morris Day albums. This is sure. the piece. He's well, making... Then he has to make shit up. He had this band called The Family that was just him, but not singing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is for his instrumental projects. Like, <laughs> Prince was insane at the height of his career. And so there's people who... And many of this, much of the stuff didn't come out, including much of the best mm-hmm. stuff. So there's obsessives about this stuff who have huge... Like, if you go to... If you want to go with me, you and me can go over to Questlove's house. That guy has, like... I don't know, 400 hours hmm. of Prince videos and, you know, uh, 500 Prince bootleg albums. Wow. So in my new career, should I start planning vanity projects? You mean projects for vanity? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I say take that Gallagher 2 model mm. and expand it to vanity from Vanity 6. Okay. And you write material for Vanity, and she goes out and does it on the road. She's still probably a beautiful woman. And she gets up there and says, well, I'm here to crush some puss. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like, back. she's good. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. 
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Ricky Carmona, Dark Gable. It is a an, an auspicious day here on Jordan, Jesse Go because it marks the return in person for the first time in many, <laughs> many years of one of the great heroes of our program. One Ladies of the most- and gentlemen, Earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Earthquake comes out to Paul Simon's songs. Then he just goes, then he just goes, uh, Paul Simon be singing like this. Black people be singing like this. Paul Simon be singing like this. Art Garfunkel be singing like this. He has a whole black guy, white guy routine about Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, my God. I want to see Earthquake now. Ladies and gentlemen, the Aftershocks. Those are his dancers. Oh, excellent. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, we have one of, our most, one of our most beloved guests here ever. He's here in town to help with today's softball practice. <laughs> He's really – he was – God bless him for being at the softball practice. Mm-hmm. He is good at softball. None of the rest of us are good sure. at softball. <laughs> so it was a real joy to have him here. No, he's just visiting in town for the first time in a couple mm-hmm. years, so we're so happy to have him here. Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather. Jim, it's so good to have you on the program. Guys, I am trembling with powerful excitement right now. <laughs> you also forgot to take your anti-tremor medication. That's true. You t- <laughs> and you are scared from watching the movie Tremors. It's <laughs> <laughs> so scary. It's really scary. They it's can just scary get, they come right up from underneath you. It's a scary movie. I would say in terms of scary movies, it's right up there with Scary Movie 5. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you said it. <laughs> in yeah. terms of scariness. So, Ricky, this is how Would You Rather works. Jim Rayal is the master of Would You Rather. So he'll be presenting a set of two choices to us. Uh, they may be related. They may seem unrelated. We'll have to choose which of them we prefer. It's a which... segment you will hear on no other podcast. I was gonna say, I've never heard this on another podcast I know. Before. Well, it's very rare to podcast. <laughs> Since we started doing it 12 years ago, <laughs> some other podcasts have started doing it. Most. Mm. Most um, do it. <laughs> And because Jim and we, but can we, then, I, th- I think Jim is our trump card, though. Yeah, I feel Jim like. because only there's only one master of Would You Rather. Yeah, some so, assholes can take Would You Rather's off Twitter. Yeah, sure. yeah, Pfft, whatever. Yeah, um, you know okay. who's not doing that? Us. Yeah, no, we got a master in here. Mm-hmm. So number one is he's going to present us two choices. We're going to have to choose which path to go down. Brian and Aaron, right. I'm sorry, I called you guys assholes. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one. Number two, he's the master of would you rather. What does that mean? That means that not only will it be a compelling question, also we can ask him points of clarification if we like because, you know, there may be more information that we need. And furthermore, after we've all made our selection, he'll tell us whether we're right or wrong. I'm on board. Jim, are you ready to do this? I'm so ready. Okay. Fantastic. Let's hear it. Today's would you rather. Would you rather... Live remotely in an off-the-grid New Mexican-style Earthship, mm-hmm. or sure. mm-hmm. live in the city as a loked-out bro. Oh wow! Oh. Uh, you know what? Uh, first point of clarification: I don't know what loked-out means. Uh, loked-out uh, means a local, a local okay. bro. So, sure. you're, so your local customs, local traditions. Okay. Oh, and you so have your many not, different. Not like 
loked out like, like early nineties. That's what fuck. I thought. She, that's, that's what, what I thought. I thought. Yeah, when I heard loked out, I was like, oh, this like this like some G unit type like, shit. Like, but like pre G unit, like a New Jack City type situation is mm. what I was thinking. Right. Something involving long cornrows in a hockey jersey <laughs> and and dating girls with a black lip liner. So I mean, this lip is outliner. Like, excuse me. So this is like a this, so this is like a dude who like hates the college kids in town. Definitely. Does you know it doesn't like it when you know his bar got closed for the new gastro pub or something? Right, right, okay, right. Can I um, say can I say one more thing about loked out? Sure. Today, cholo dads is a popular to- topic of conversation mm-hmm. on our program. This morning, I was having brunch with my friend Jim at uh, one of my favorite restaurants in Los Angeles, La Beja, aka Mexican Three Stooges, mm-hmm. because it has a mural of the Three Stooges on its outside wall, but they're Latino. Um, in the mural they appear to be Latino it may just be one of those things where just like you know they say all black people look the same to white people like it could have just been a Latino guy that only knew how to draw Latino looking guys and so it just ended up halfway between a Latino and the Three Stooges and Mo, Larry and Curly (laughs) but anyway La Beja wonderful Mm -hmm. restaurant just a joy to go there every day right Jim? Delicious food. I had really great chorizo. Cholo dad It is a shame that people poke you in the eyes, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing to look past that. (laughs) I get a good yuck out of that. (laughs) So in the next booth... To be fair, you guys shouldn't have been painting that mansion for that dowager. (laughs) (laughs) There is this cholo dad who is so ice cold. So let me describe this dude to you. Number one, he's 45-ish, I would say. Um, he's got thinning hair, but it is combed straight back and it's short. So it's short, but it's slicked back, which is a true cholo style. Um, you know, like with a sort of a widow's peak, like you could, this dude probably wears a hairnet whenever he's not out to a meal with his family. He's got, he's got like a combination of terrifying and Aztec tattoos all the way up his arms. And he has a really, really serious fucking like he is mad dogging the world. He is out to brunch with his wife and two or three children, and this is the mad dogginess, mad dog face I've ever seen on anyone ever. So that's the context for this dude. But the thing that makes a cholo dad magical, of course, is the creativity and facial hair. And if you imagine, like, have you seen the mascot for Lowrider Magazine? Yes. The Pachuco mascot for Lowrider Magazine? You know the mustache he has. It's like a brush mustache where it's straight across the bottom and then rounded up to the top, (laughs) right? It looks like like a whisk broom. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, right? Exactly. I think maybe the lowrider <laughs> low mascot might have a pointy mustache, but that's beside the point. The I, point uh, is as – a, As a kid, there was this woman who worked at my dad's office who gifted me a bunch of lowrider magazines uh, as a very young kid. Uh, and that's why I don't, you're still into cholas to this day. I, <laughs> I was going to say it really, I, feel like, I feel like it really informed my taste in women. <laughs> you can't reach orgasm unless the woman is wearing hoop earrings. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. A Tweety Bird tattoo would be nice. Yeah. Unless there's a car with calligraphy on the hood somewhere yeah. nearby. Right. So, okay. So just imagine that. If you will, imagine that mustache. It's like it's like uh, uh, Nick Offerman on Parks and Recreation, straight across on the bottom, but like perfectly rounded across the top. So it's like an arc, like a perfect, beautiful arc around the top. 
and you know black as night you know and very full so it's it's it looks you know it's just super distinctive now imagine that mustache that's our starting point now you know how in like a photoshop or something like that you can click on the corner of something and stretch it out you know what i'm talking about so it stays the same it just changes size and proportion right. it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't get out of whack it just changes so imagine that it's anchored to his upper lip Okay, and it's just a straight across the top of his upper lip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's locked in there. But then you take Photoshop and you drag it out and down until it hits his chin, where his chin starts. So it, over his mouth to the outside of his just just to right here, just where his soul patch is. But his his facial hair is dense enough that it's like a perfect mustache. It's like a double sized mustache that goes over his mouth. I wish I would have been more attentive at our brunch today. <laughs> you can imagine what I'm talking about, right? Just take a regular mustache and make it 1.5 or 1.7 times the size so that it covers so that it continues over the mouth and then it's under and it and the, so the straight bottom that would be over your upper lip is actually half an inch or 3 quarters of an inch below the lower lip and it arcs around the mouth and makes a perfect mustache shape but over the mouth. He's got a grill, but it's a mustache grill. It's over like a mustache his, yeah, grill. Like a so mustache when his grill. mouth is closed, it's as though instead of it's, having a mouth, he has a mustache. He has a mustache. So, wow. Like a giant mustache. Wow, that's impressive. It was amazing. <laughs> and all I could do is I'm just looking at this dude and I'm thinking, Jesse, note to self. Do not fuck with this dude. <laughs> how many? No matter what happens, how many? Do not fuck with how this many dude. Dodger logos did he have on him at the time? <laughs> this guy, I mean, this guy probably, this guy probably had a tattoo of like Lama Linche, the Aztec, the famous Aztec mm. maiden, fucking flexing her bicep, and it's got a Dodgers tattoo on. <laughs> His tattoos have Dodger tattoos. <laughs> That's how serious. <laughs> sure. That's how serious this dude was. This was the scariest 45-year-old man I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> and you know the dude is scary because it's like a he had the mustache of a cartoon character. He looked like like his mustache was no less exaggerated than that of Yosemite Sam. Was he more or less terrifying than uh, Reba McIntyre's husband from Tremors? <laughs> is he more or less terrifying than Reba McIntyre? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, Reba, but, Reba can put, strike fear into your heart. <laughs> when Reba starts mad-dogging, usually she's got, those, she's got those pearly whites out. She's charming you to death on her hit show, Malibu Country. <laughs> Which I watched an episode of because Lily Tomlin's in it and Lily Tomlin's on the show. It is a terrible show, but uh, Reba McIntyre's great. I had no idea how great she, Reba uh, is. She killed Her- a bunch of guys in prison, right? Yeah. She did. Yeah, you're Shanked thinking them. of the- yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you. That's what I was picturing when you said <laughs> loked out. Okay. So the, the the key to the loked out bro is that you know you may be in a different city, you may have a different loked out mm-hmm. look to your bro. Yeah. Uh, this, we are. We are. Jesse was describing one loked out bro. Sure. So we are. We are regionally appropriate. Can we choose our region in this situation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean. It, it depends on where you live, Jordan. Oh, okay. So, so I'm a looked say, out well, bro from here. Yeah. Okay. Or would it be where I grew up? Uh, it depends on where you're going to be living. But there's okay. there's different loked out bros. I mean, you have a, they, a, a menagerie of of bros in yeah. any locality. When you say a loked out bro, are you do you mean specifically a bro? Which is to say, the regional version of a bro. In my mind, a bro 
wears khaki cargo shirts. He has a cotton baseball cap on backwards that yeah. maybe says Cox for the game Cox <laughs> of a certain college that I don't remember what it is. He's maybe got, you know what I mean? He likes he really he's really into beer with his buds. Right. That's the bro I feel that exists now. The like bro... a white guy from a beer commercial is right. what I'm describing. Well, that's that's one variety of of current bro. Okay. The bro that, that I am that I that I grew up knowing or that, that I am familiar with the Chicago bro is oh, kind of similar it'd be almost like a Chicago version of a cholo uh where you know very, everything ends with 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 bro just like uh a lot of things end with fucker what's up fucker everything's bro so bro or or do what are we doing later do uh is it that kind of bro does it matter where i'm from are all bros white in my imagination all bro, bros are white uh my these bros that i know these bros are not all, they are all latino yeah they're they're usually white or latino okay. um Th- those would be the bros that w- that we're talking about. Now, one one category of bro that's being left out here is the 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 flat rim baseball cap askew, tall white tube socks. Sure, you know, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Um, yeah. So it, it just that's, that's another like... example. There's uh, okay. You could so let's talk about this off the grid New Mexico starship. Does this <laughs> Earth exist? Ship this Earth ship, ship Jordan Earth ship. What's an Earth? That's like Are a you home? Is everyone Duggan? familiar? No, describe what no. an Earth ship is. Okay, so an Earthship is. I thought this was a Deep Space Nine situation. <laughs> well, it doesn't. We were in like a. Would you rather be a Ferengi? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the, the the Earthship does look uh, very much like it's out of a, a fantasy novel. Mm-hmm. It looks, uh, it looks kind of ridiculous. Maybe like, uh, but also beautiful. So this is an actual structure that it's like a yeah, like so a it, hobbit hole. I'm, it, I'm imagining it's this actual thing that that uh, people build, and particularly of, a company out of New Mexico builds, and hmm. they're these uh, houses which are um, made out of natural or recycled materials, and they're they're passive homes, so they're not powered by external energy hmm. from fossil fuels or or stuff like that. So they're uh, they get their energy from solar and from wind power. Hmm. Um, and they have walls that are made out of like tires and dirt and cans and bottles, and they're structured in such a way so they can take an advantage of the sun at a particular this angle. This kind of All sounds things. like the art house that I stayed in uh, a few months back. Right. I stayed in an art house that was had uh, walls made out of liquor bottles and solar panels that also had dildo yeah. sculptures. <laughs> it, so th- it sounds like there's a similarity. So just to clarify then, because earlier you said Earthship – it's not a ship. It's not a spaceship. That's what was. That's what I was thinking in Me my too. mind. Yeah, this yeah. is an actual. No, because a spaceship goes into space. An Earth ship is built into the Earth. It's built in. It's so... part of your journey oh, okay. of connecting with the world around you. Okay, and and yeah. and there is a New Mexico involvement. I heard you earlier also well, mention. Apparently, the the company that is. I guess producing these or selling these is this company that's based in New Mexico, and okay. they they've Earthship is their name, so it'll have so. like a Santa Fe decor vibe to it. A lot of turquoise. It's, it's definitely like it, it definitely looks deserty. Okay, am I know? forced to live in New Mexico, or is this an Earthship that can come to me wherever I am if I want to have it in Los Angeles? So the point here is that you are in a remote. Location. You are off so, the grid. Most off the likely grid. desert. We're grid. in California here. You're probably going to be in the desert somewhere. Mm-hmm. Indio, maybe. <laughs> how, maybe how, yeah, maybe Indio. How off the grid am I? Nobody knows where I am, but I'm still in contact with what's happening. People with know where you world. are. You have you have a, a you know loose address. You have right, a internet. 
Uh, you could have the internet, but it'd be extremely difficult. I, I don't see that happening. Maybe you're Satellite like... Satellite internet? It's possible. And, Solar I mean, powered? Bicycle powered. Web TV. Bicycle powered, boy. I'm in New Mexico. You want me to exercise while I jack off? <laughs> <laughs> They kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, how much would you have to? How much would you have to pedal for a five-minute porno clip? I guess I want to know about the wattage yeah. generated by yeah, this. Yeah, you set. could you you could make it happen with your with your erotic pedaling mm-hmm. and with the solar power okay. and with whatever wind you're harnessing. Mm-hmm. You could make that happen. What, would I get to keep my same wife, or would I be married to a doula, for example, <laughs> or you're, maybe a Reiki practitioner? Ugh. You're married to your same wife okay. if she. Prefers, you know, if she wants to come with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you she know. has to agree to this lifestyle, though. Yeah. She's not being forced into... Let me, can I ask you about this local bro thing? Is it a roll of the dice? So I could end up a Wisconsin cheesehead. I could end up uh, like a like a locals-only surfer dude. Like, or, or do you get to choose, you know, the closest no, you can, bro to your personality? A, like a Virginia frat guy. No, you can... It's, it has to be particular to your locality. Um, and so here in so, so here in Los Angeles, or if you were in San Francisco, you know, uh, so a, a local bro to your zone, and you can choose which bro you want to be. But uh, it's it's going to um, it's any way you slice it, it's going to be a bit demeaning for you. I think I would prefer to be a Latino metalhead, mm-hmm. which is I think a form of local bro here, than to be a locals only surfer dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is another form of local bro here in Los Angeles. Now, in my neighborhood, I will say there's a lot more Latino metalheads than there are locals only surfer dudes. So it depends how local we're talking about. Yeah. If I was a Latino metalhead, I would have a majestic mane of hair and a lot of Slayer t-shirts. <laughs> you may not be able to pull that off, given. <laughs> well, I don't think your, they pull it off. Your, your, your genetic. Uh... <laughs> so I would still be balding even if I was a Latino metalhead. Wow. All the tattoos. You can do it. Tear tattoo. Yeah. Latino metalhead doesn't have a tear tattoo. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I, I get my my own people. Avasto has a tear that's, tattoo. There you go. There you go. Uh, I think I'm ready to answer. Okay. I'm going to go with bro uh, because I think if I'm being real, my lifestyle probably will not change that much. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah. So I, th- I don't think it's not that far off. Uh, I don't think. I don't think I'll... You know, maybe, maybe I would have to like stop giving to NPR or something like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think local bro. Uh, I think you know if you get over it, it's probably pretty fun. Drinking some beers with the guys, crushing some pussy, <laughs> which, as we've established, local is an interest of mine. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go local bro. I don't think I. I don't think I could ever live off the grid. I mean, one thing I think about a local bro mm-hmm. is that. While a local bro might not be respecting their environment, their context, other people, the world, the way that you might like them to, while they may have a net negative effect, their inherent blitheness and solipsism 
I think, makes it so that they are having a pretty good time. Yeah. Right? That's why they do it, because they're on a team with their other local bros. Yeah, because you don't give a fuck, right? Yeah, that's what you makes give, you do that. I guess I'm, I'm. Do you give a fuck in this situation? You don't give a. Fuck. All right, okay, no. yeah, don't don't give a fuck, okay. bro. Okay, hold on, hold on, Jim has a point of clarification hold on, okay. here. Uh, that's <laughs> smoke if you got him, guys. Okay, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Okay, so uh, the the image that you portray is mm-hmm. is I don't give a fuck, but you are Jordan. Yeah. So you know you're you, you're gonna you're gonna uh, however well you can play that character, you would have to draw. You would have to develop shamelessness within yourself because externally you're gonna be living in a shamelessly bro fashion. Sure. Okay. So I have to mentally adapt. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Your 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 brain isn't gonna flip a switch and you'll be you know just Jordan the bro cool okay. with it. You'll still be like, man, I wish I could watch the Mister Show right now. <laughs> yeah. That, be like, that fuck it, Tosh. Well, Tosh. <laughs> at least I can still watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's yeah, what you'll sure. see yourself. Yeah. See, I've, uh, I, I'm sorry, go Please. Uh, no, no, I think I, you guys can yeah. weigh in. Jordan's cast is a lot. I, uh, I've made my decision as well. I made my decision as soon as I heard uh, the, the choices. I am going for off-the-grid Earthship mm-hmm. all the way. I, I always like the idea of whenever I hear somebody's off-the-grid, I'm like, ooh, they figured it out. Uh, what they do? What, how, how they make it happen? And I don't like the bro aspect for the last reason we were talking here, which is I don't think bros have a very big fan base. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people are like, oh, man, I love hanging out with bros. I mean, we'll say that yeah. like I love hanging out with my boys, but bros. And, and if I, I have should, my – I should mention I do love hanging out with your boys. <laughs> they're <laughs> growing sweet. up so Ricky. fast. <laughs> All right. They're bigger than me. Ten-year-old yeah. and a six-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Morris and Morris. Morris course, and Morris. The twins. <laughs> I uh, I don't want to have to learn how to like bros. I don't want to have to prove myself. Oh, I forgot it's about the music. Fuck. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, I, Jordan, I, I got you uh, this sublime discography. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> I don't know, Jordan. You have a you have a deep seated fondness for pop punk that will serve you well in this context. Yeah, I guess I could just listen to Bad Religion. But that's Ooh, stretching boy. it. That's that's like I the know. far. That's about that's about as far as I'll go. Can into I tell that. you something about? Bad I feel like Religion? I feel like all when you think of pop punk, you just think some forty one. That it's all as bad as that. <laughs> <laughs> bad Religion is about as far over as I will go so, into that. Ba- so that's your that's your challenge. I was at the I have Trader to Joe's. See them this year. I was at Trader <laughs> Joe's, and this guy is talking to uh, the checkout guy, mm-hmm. and he's. Telling him the checkout guy's telling him they're talking about shows they've been to mm-hmm. lately, and he says, "Oh, you know, I went to uh, uh, I went to an awesome uh, show. I went to see Bad Religion, and they're like, oh, yeah, I love Bad Religion. That was a really it was a really great show. I saw that show too.' And this woman, I'm gonna say, 45 year old white lady, mm-hmm. she chimes in. She says, "Hey, Bad Religion, I know them. What, what was their what was their big hit?" And the guy goes. Uh, and he just say, says the name of a Bad yeah. Religion song. Bad Religion never had any hit records, right? They they had did some radio hits. Radio they had hits? like you know uh, the 21st Century Digital Boys, big one. I remember uh, that from middle that? school. Yeah. So he says he, he, she, infected. He said he's trying to say Bad Religion songs. This woman. I don't know if she, I think she was thinking of Adele. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> she goes. She goes. Yeah, Bad Religion. I like them. And then she goes, 
Where, where do you where do you hear about your where do you hear about uh, new music? You get that? <laughs> where do you hear about music? You you get your music taste from your parents? And the guy said, I guess uh, just radio airplay. Radio <laughs> <laughs> airplay. And she goes, Yeah, yeah. She goes, Who's this? Who's this playing right now? <laughs> Who is this right now? Probably the Beatles. And the guy goes, Jeez, uh, I I I gotta tell you, I. I don't know. I sorry. Mm-hmm. And this guy is, feels so bad because he works there, and this woman is leading him down this horrible path. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "This right now, Doobie Brothers." <laughs> <laughs> now that's a great band, Doobie Brothers. <laughs> Again, one of those great, one of those great LA hardcore bands <laughs> that grew up, got some chops. <laughs> Oh boy! It was amazing. Okay, so you're in for the Earthship. I'm in for the Earthship. Uh, I like the. I don't know what it is that intrigues me just about the New Mexico aspect of it. I really uh, am all that. Do I have access? I know I asked you if I have access to the internet. Do I at least, since I'm in New Mexico, can I watch Breaking Bad episodes? Yeah, sure. Excellent. It's going on all around you. <laughs> well, New Mexico. Well, no, you're off the grid, so you're not. Yeah, in, yeah, it's in a, the CD suburb. You have access to a lot of stars. Okay. They just don't have access to What about the to television me? network stars? <laughs> yeah, David, can I, can, can I watch? Can I watch yeah. Kelsey Grammer's Boss? <laughs> yeah, how many times can I watch Seasons of Boss? <laughs> Get on your bike. So that's an yeah. easy call for you, Rick? Easy call, absolutely. You're, gonna go, you're going full macrobiotic. Yep. You're mm-hmm. eating nothing but live foods. I'll figure it out. Well, yeah. Uh, do, oh, is there, do I have some kind of storage unit when I get there of food that's already set up for me? Oh, no. That's that, that's on you. You bring in food. Uh, one aspect of these uh, earth ships <laughs> yeah. is that there are gardens built into the okay. to the infrastructure of the house. You know, there's, okay. They have, they, they've those. got some, some cycle that they're working on there. You know uh, what I bet a modern the, bro listens to? It's probably all fucking dance music now, right? It's all like oh yeah, it's, it's all like Skrillex. It's EDM. It's yeah. Skrillex. Fuck, that's worse than Sublime. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's worse than Sublime. It's a fine I line. I can't imagine anything We can both agree that it's sublime. a sublime for the fine line. Oh, fuck. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. Uh, do I have to deal with any kind of compost? Type thing? Like, am I going to have to... Well, you're going to rely on some composting. Uh, all of your waste is is going to be exiting the house in some sort of, like, net positive way where you can use, you know, your wastewater so and your... are we going to be shitting on our vegetables? Yeah. Like I don't want to do that. No, you're going to be garden? shitting on your non-edible plants. Okay. Okay. So you will be... Like the flower garden. You will be spreading fertilizing material. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all it's all worked out in this harmonious way, but it's not you know it's not like you. It's not easy, right? Yeah. Can I have right. a maid or a butler to do all that shit? <laughs> if you can off the butler, all right. I think eco butlers is a business we can go into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in Southern California. There's tons of rich assholes who need yeah. cover to prove to themselves that they're not living an exploitative <laughs> life. All they want is someone to eco butt them. As yeah, <laughs> as long as the eco butlers are that kind of like light shade of brown. That kind of kind of um, infers that something is organic. Yeah, like a like a Nutella type of color. Yeah, sure. Like a Ricky Carmona esque color. <laughs> sure. Little, little cocoa caramel brown. Yeah. yeah, I like that. If I can get an eco butler, yeah, okay. I'm, I am in. Well, where, where do you where are you get the money on for you. an eco butler? Uh, we're off the grid. We don't have to worry about money. That's not uh, that's not a, an you issue. You growing correct? all your own foods? 
you are growing some of your food. You some go of you, well, town I mean, you, yeah, you, can I join yeah, Amazon you, Prime? You still have a car. <laughs> you know, you're you're not living in you know a Siberian outpost. What what kind of car? Nissan Leaf. It's possible. Oh, you know what I got? I got a biodiesel Mercedes. Mm, Probably yeah. more likely. Yeah, I'll take a Mercedes. I never owned a Mercedes before. Mm. I'm in. This is busted up. I'm I'm really having problems with mm. this. It's a tough I, one. This is a, a really one. hard one because you know, Jordan, you and I have known mm. each other for a long time. I mean, what ki- what the fuck kind of bro could I be? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. It's tough. Really, like, it what kind of bro could I su- like? If I I don't even I don't drink, mm-hmm. so I can't yeah. be a sports radio bro. Sure, that's the closest mm. I could be would be a mm-hmm. sports radio bro. I oh jeez. I mean, I guess. I guess a, if it came to it, you I could be, be a bro who has already hit rock bottom and is now like a sober guy. I could, but you'd have to talk a lot about your sobriety. I could a recovering bro. Yeah, <laughs> I could probably switch my lifestyle around. So, from time to time, I blazed some ganj. Mm-hmm. And were I to do that, um, I could potentially become like a streetwear. Urban bro, sure. like a flat brim baseball cap type bro. I don't know how to skateboard. I do not want to learn how to skateboard mm-hmm. though. Maybe I could just do razor scooter tricks. I mean, <laughs> they'd be that'd impress the other. That's bros. what the kids are into, right? Mm. Yeah, it's really tough. Like a you know, like a collectible T-shirt, art toy. Um, listens to Odd Future. <laughs> that kind of is okay. that something yeah. accessible to me? I don't think that bro exists. Um, it kind of sounds like a hipster. No? No, it's mm. a different... It's not just a hipster, because hipsters are pitchforkier. We're talking about a complex magazine reader. Okay. All right. Reads the ultimate bust. guy's guide to buying stuff. <laughs> Jesse, just think about the bros that you don't feel so comfortable with, and that's that will be you. Oh, jeez. It's I mean, be you know, it's, you are your yeah. It's also you are in this. Be so this bros. is a this is a monkey's paw situation. This is a uh, where you are your own worst nightmare. Yeah, I I really can't imagine anything worse than hanging out with people that like Sublime, who also like music, like people for whom music yeah. is important, who like Sublime. Like I can imagine hanging out with like a fifteen year old girl who doesn't understand what music is yes and yet, yeah. and she likes Sublime, or even like a college. Person in college who doesn't care about music at all, but they're like, ah, like Sublime, I don't know. Like that kind of person. Like, remember, Jim, how you used to like Dave Matthews Band? <laughs> well, Jesse, still. yes, I do. You like a lot of very credible music acts as well. And Carter but, Beaufort, one of the best drummers on the planet. And you're a drummer yourself. You admire his drumming. I, I mm. understand that. I got to say, shit, but on the other hand, fuck, it's hot in fucking New Mexico, even if you're under all that Adobe. Yeah. You don't have to be in New Mexico, but, don't, you But know. you got to be off the grid... Yeah. Could I be like? Could I choose? Do I get to choose where? Like, could I be off the grid in like Northern California or Southern Oregon or something like that? Well, uh, depends on how close you want to be to L.A. You know, so I mean, I there's could, a lot of desert around. Theoretically, I could be in like Indio and I could commute into podcast. <laughs> yeah, if I could find enough French fry oil. Yeah, to power my car. <laughs> Shit, this is brutal one for me, Jim. It's tough, Jim. This is a really hard one for me. It makes me really happy. <laughs> But I'm going to go with the. I mean, uh, you've been. I mean, you've 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 done some planning in your downtime. I mean, this is not a this is not a sad 
Keith Morris Black Flag cash in. This is like you're back with a vengeance. I'm bringing the 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 tremblers here. Sure. I'm telling you, yeah. I came I came rolling the into town. Sure. <laughs> Look out, Kevin Bacon. Fuck me. Here come the trip. No, never mind. <laughs> okay, look. At the end of the day, I grew up in San Francisco. Really? First I've heard of it. Spent, <laughs> spent, some, time, spent some time in Santa Cruz. Ladies and gentlemen, the there's, AV Club comments. There's some A-plus bros in Santa Cruz. Uh, there are, but yeah. but there's also, a, there's also some people who really know how to turn their compost. Um, Very true. Uh, you know, spent some spent a fair amount of time in in a Berkeley. I understand about how there's a part of me that's that's sort of into the idea of having my own garden and sure. fucking vote. I'll tell you, I went to visit my sister in law, who's a wonderful young woman, and she and her husband like to go rock climbing together. And she's an elementary school art teacher. And they live in the backyard of the house of actually the founder of this this nonprofit I used to work for, the Trust for Public Land. It's it's rich guy version of this, but you know, fucking the whole night, you know, chickens, mm-hmm. organic garden. They live in like a thing that looks like a miniature ski chalet in the backyard um, of the rich guy's house, et cetera, et cetera. And I, when I was there, I was like, this looks, this is kind of cool. I kind of want to live in one room. And it's have, alluring. And 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 growing out of is just anathema to me. There's no. I cannot imagine a bro situation that I could even make myself comfortable with. I'm not even comfortable disliking living in Los Angeles six years later, like being opposed to broiness in L.A. So I got to go with the Earthship. It was a hard pick, but I'm mm-hmm. going with Ricky Carmona. So that's two votes for Earthship. Boom. Wow. And one vote for Bro. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. All the votes are yeah. in. Okay. Well, everyone in, uh, at home has made their selection by now, I yeah. hope. <laughs> they've, all, they've all texted to 1 800. Wow. Would you rather? 1 900. Would you rather? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So long distance texting rates may apply. <laughs> This is a fascinating Would You Rather, yeah. and I'm, I'm sad that it's coming to an end, but yeah. uh, it is. Here it is, uh, the correct answer for today's Would You Rather. Local bro! Go! Although you know, I was going back on it at the end too, so I'm I'm I can't what? I can't celebrate too much. Yeah, this is a this is a stunning uh, historical. Uh, I used to be wow. unbeatable. In I know. Rather. Yeah, uh, Jordan's got you. I've today. lost the yeah. last two. Jordan's got you. What? Tell me why. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I officially achieved lovable loser status. <laughs> well, Earthship is uh, is very you know it has a romantic mm-hmm. kind of a luring appeal you know to just break away from the Composting from the toilet. life of the city. Yeah. Uh, but Butler. even even as a as a local bro, and it is uh, you know maybe a little soul crushing, but you can you can still uh, be in the city mm-hmm. and uh, you can continue on with. A social and a work life that that you're used to, so you know you'll you'll get used to it. I don't have to start fucking cheap, is what you're saying. No, do I have to fuck start fucking cheap in the other? But one? you will have a flat build cap. Can I fuck a sheep? <laughs> <laughs> flat build cap. Wow, that is brutal. Well, Jim, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Was really good. That yeah, was yeah. well rather. done. Well done. Th- thank you so much for having me here. I uh, love every moment of it. Uh, Jim, will you stick around for a moment? This occasions. Love to. 
We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm Homo Sensual Brian Sophie. And I'm Erin Gibson, and we host a show on Max Fun called, called Throwing, Throwing Shade. Shade. It's Here's about what a, we do. Okay. It's amazing. Well, I wanted to say it. Oh, I wanted to say it. Well, let me go. Okay. It's about a gay man. And a gay woman. Oh, well, you're not gay. Oh, a straight woman. Yeah. I forget. And we go through women and gay issues and treat them with much less respect than they deserve. And I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes we drink when we do it. But it's always fun. It's always informative. It's it's very informal. And you can uh, wear boxers or briefs. Subscribe for free in iTunes or go to MaximumFun.org. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Ricky Carmona, Dark Gable. Jim Rayal, master of Would You Rather. Okay, so every week on our program, we take your momentous occasions. When something momentous happens to you, we ask that you call us at 206 984 4FUN, 206 984 4FUN, or email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Of course, we want you to keep it punchy, keep it pithy. Um, before we go to the calls, I will say Jim and I were headed to softball practice today, and we had a momentous occasion of our own. Glorious. It was Unforgettable. amazing. Driving past, we're on uh, Figueroa Boulevard in, in Highland Park, California, driving past a uh, fire station. Jim, I feel like you, you could describe what we saw. Yeah, so we were pulling up to a stoplight, and we our attention is drawn to the left, a beautiful sunny day, and we see this single-file line of uniformed men just just charging out of the not charging at a at a nice uh, uh gate coming out of the fire station like a jo- like a jog march like it looked like they were doing a drill like they were going like you, they weren't moving over. their mouths but it had that feeling to it you know like you know when they do the little run like a little joggy run like we're all we're all in this together like that's like a canter sure yeah yeah, exactly. Like a canter. <laughs> if you're familiar with your equestrian yeah, sure. terminology, not equine. That's sort of some sort of Jewish religious man. <laughs> well, one time, a friend of our videographer Ben Harrison uh, was working at a recording studio in Oakland, and uh, E40 was in for a session. Uh, had a two-hour session. Uh, went in and just ate food for uh, an hour and forty minutes. Then came out, said to Ben's friend, "Hey, you're white. What does equestrian mean?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he told him having to do with yeah. horses. And then he said, okay, went in, wrote a verse in 10 minutes, dropped it in the last 10 minutes of the session, and left. <laughs> and the verse was about horses and equestrian. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. So he just went we, to a rhyming dictionary. We look to our left and we see, you know, firehouse, mm-hmm. traditional brick firehouse, line of guys in firehouse pants, firehouse T-shirts, uh, I'd say eight guys running in a formation. Essentially. Even more, even more. Yeah, maybe ten, um, headed towards the corner and around the corner. And Jim and I are fascinated by this because you know we're our hearts are with first responders right now. You know, like when there's a horrible disaster. My aunt and uncle were at the Pentagon in 9/11. I'm always thinking of firefighters because of that situation with the uh, the fertilizer plant. I was thinking of those volunteer firefighters and. So I was – I really was like – I wanted to salute them for – and we're like they must be – they must take their off time to do calisthenics and exercise because they're so committed to keeping my community safe. 
um it was so beautiful like i was i was like i really wanted to salute them i'm not a, a member of the military or the fire department so i'm not qualified to but i just wanted to be like great work guys and we pull forward out of the stoplight and they're they're snaking around the corner we think they're running around the block like you would in gym class Right around the corner. Literally less than 60 feet from the firehouse. Oh, 25 feet at most from the firehouse. They're just having a barbecue. They were all just running to pick up their lunch. <laughs> I, was thinking of, I was thinking of my most delightful, uh, the thing that would delight me the most that they would all be running into. And it would be just uh, a, a little building with a big neon sign that said gay bar. <laughs> Okay, oh, those let's, guys are going to party. Let's go to the tape. Hello, show. I was just listening to the Nate the Mail episode. I heard you talking about Rip Rapson, who actually used to be my boss when I worked at the University of Minnesota at an urban planning institute. That's not important, but what's more germane to your show is he used to be known as the boy mayor when he was uh, the second in command to the mayor of Minneapolis. Take care. This Rip Rapson sounds like a winner. Yeah. Uh, for, for you guys, last week on the show, someone called in with a momentous occasion saying that they someone was speaking at their college with a hilarious name, Rip Rapson. <laughs> uh, so I guess this is – he's like a – you know, he's kind of a big shot. He's a big <laughs> shot philanthropist. he's the head of the Kresge Foundation, the oh. foundation that uh, funded Kresge College at the University of California at Santa oh. Cruz, among many other sure. higher education places. So many colleges have something that? named – Kresge hmm. Hall because of the Kresge Foundation. So, hey, great work, Rip Rapson. Yeah. Chip Dipson, Dip Dobson, let's hear about your good works. Yeah, right? <laughs> what were you the boy mayor of? <laughs> Giving out chancletas to yeah. Dominican teens or something. <laughs> let's, let's get on this. Okay, n- next call. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and illustrious guests. This is Joey calling from Concord, California with a momentous occasion. Um, I just did my first open mic. Um, this was a singing open mic, not a comedy open mic. But um, I've been wanting to do it for a very long time, and I finally did it. And despite my abject terror, I did not shit myself, and I actually did pretty well. Um, it was awesome. People thanked me and said I sang great, so I'm fucking thrilled. Thanks. What do you think a song was? Um, I don't know. Let's see. I think Edelweiss from The Sound of Music. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Every morning you greet me. <laughs> Either that or 76 trombones. <laughs> Soft. What, what if it was a medley? Soft <laughs> sure. and white. 76 trombones led the big parade. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, singing open mic, huh? I guess I've never been to a non-comedy open mic where there was just a lot of stuff going yeah. on. I was all proud of the guy. I was like, oh, good for you. And then as soon as he said singing open mic, I was like, oh, who gives a shit? Is that, is that singing I without, out right away. Uh, <laughs> is that singing without accompaniment? Yeah, it's acapella Does singing. He... <laughs> you go up to a microphone and just sing. <laughs> Do a lot of boys to men. Uh... I think no matter what, I would have killed it. I think we just heard sure. evidence that I would kill <laughs> yeah. a solo acapella with my heart-rending yeah. version. And it, when you get to my songs from Mother Courage and Her Children by Brecht and Vile. Mm. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you clearly don't need to do open mics. You can go right to, like, booked paid shows, I Absolutely. think. Right. If you yeah. want me, I'll get – I'm just – do you mind just as a sure. just advertisement? Stop all the troops. It's Mother Courage. Hey, captains, let them come and buy for they ca- – see? 
$100 a gig local. (laughs) Plus travel Plus travel, incidentals, Mm -hmm. and a per diem. I do require a per diem even locally. Sure. My per diem is $200, by the way. (laughs) It's $100 for the gig, $200 per diem. That's just so I can get a, you know, whatever I need for. Cakes. High quality sushi, mm. yeah. canapes, Swift, <laughs> before the show. <laughs> and for a road gig, I'm going to say 3000 I do do weddings. <laughs> I do not do bar and bat mitzvahs because of my anti Semitism. Sure. <laughs> Um, I no, I I do do bar and bat mitzvahs, but only for children over the age of eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you may not have a sophisticated understanding of Jewish tradition. However, sure. um, yeah, I, uh, it's a fair price, right? Three grand, you get that. That's fucking reasonable. those powerhouse pipes. Sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm actually thinking about replacing the organ at the Castro Theater in San Francisco that they say needs recommissioning. The legendary, uh, the legendary theater organ. I think San Francisco, open your golden gates. Yeah, that sounds like a drop-in replacement. Boom. Just fucking drop Probably me nobody, in there. Nobody will ever notice. Like SEAL Team mm. 6. Sure. <laughs> so they, call you kill, they call you Kill Shot Thorn. <laughs> For my effectiveness with the heart-rending songs Edelweiss, mm-hmm. 76 Trombones. I actually do all of the music, man, from yeah. Mary and the Librarian. <laughs> To uh, what? Oh, you got trouble. Sure. Where? Right here in San Francisco's Castro Theater. Ida Rose, I'm home. I don't mean to do your act. Jordan, what are you, Gallagher too? (laughs) I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping to do is just coast off this. Like if you, you know. If you, can I get a commission? Huh? Sure. Yeah, it can be a franchise thing for you. 20%. I want 20% off the top. 20% of the gross, not the net. Okay. Because I know how much money you spend when you're on the road. That's true. I, I rage. <laughs> no, I'm saving the per diem. I'm bringing a sandwich. When this guy goes into a gas station, he's on the road. Yeah. He walks out with literally 60, 80 Conway Twitty tapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy goes, oh, yeah. Hey, shit, on the gas station tapes. I will get a John Grisham audio book. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck if it's $29.99 it costs yeah. for the firm. This came out in 1994. <laughs> I just, I just want, I just want to hear it read by Susan Sarandon. <laughs> this dude spent. Someone who was in the movie. This dude spent fifty nine dollars to buy the audio book of John Grisham's literary novel, The Coming of Age Tale, set in nineteen fifties America. No legal thrills at all. Not even one legal thrill. Sure. There's a mild civil suit. <laughs> but it's not central to the plot. It's just kind of a charming aside. Yeah, and it came with a pouch of that beef jerky that's supposed to look like chaw. <laughs> yeah, right. So, okay, well. Good we job, got, Open we Mike got a pretty. We, you know what? We're fucking masters of the performing arts. We have two solid acts we can take on the road. Sure. We got your Morris Morris right. act. And we got my singing a cappella solo singing act. Sorry, guys. I'm, we're cutting you guys out of this unless uh, you have something. I actually would rather see <clears throat> both of your shows sound like they would be amazing. Don't? Right. Yeah, why it's would better come? for you to follow us on tour. <laughs> yeah. You well, could be you my guys, merch guy. Well, I would do that. Okay, oh, I'm, yeah. a merch oh, yeah. guy. Morris Morris has a bunch of merch. Jim, can I want to be the guy who comes out and says, Sybilis, Sybilis, into oh, the sure. microphone my for the show. Yeah. Absolutely. Can I recommend something for you, Jim, just in terms of an act? Please. You can drum, right? Uh, one of many talents. You can talk. You won uh, Best Drama Student at Skyline High School in Oakland, California. That, that's true. So here's my recommendation to you. You go out there, do a dramatic reenactment 
of Carter Beaufort of the Dave Matthews Five's legendary drumming technique instruction tape that you watch all the time. Can in I can I wear the skin tight spandex bodysuit? Ins- upper body suit as I he wears. I insist that you do. I insist okay. that you do because otherwise you're going to have a lot of problems with pooling perspiration. You need something that will wick. Got to have it. Got to have wick. I have very active pores. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Ricky Carmona, Dark Gable. Jim Real, master of Would You Rather. It's been a wonderful t- couple of hours that we've spent with you, the Jordan Jesse Go listener. Uh, our thanks to all of you out there who supported us during the Max Fun Drive. Uh, it was a really successful Max Fun Drive for Jordan Jesse Go. We're really proud. Do we beat Sunny- uh, Peepums? It's real close. Okay. It's real too close. Too close to call? I'm going to say I'm going to call it too close to call. I think we I'm trying to remember. It was it's pretty much neck and neck at this point. Hmm. Um, wow. But, you know, people love peepums. They do. That's that's one of the Justify, nasty guns. justifiably so. They're hilarious young men. Okay, let's not let's not get too big into our sure. legendary rivalry with <laughs> our friends the McElroy brothers. Yeah. Let's let's talk about we had a lot of fun on this program. Thank you, Jim, for coming here from uh, your home in Oakland, California, to be with us today. Thanks so much for having me. And so much fun. Thanks for thanks for teaching the nerds of MaximumFun.org how to catch it, catch and hit a softball. You know, it was it was uh, it was a wonderful experience. Very um, yeah, really g- positive, bright uh, team players, full of team spirit, mm-hmm. great esprit, smiles, esprit de corps. Can't teach yeah. that. Cannot teach. And they made a lot of uh, bat-to-ball contact. I was very impressed. Yeah, they did. I was. A pretty solid volume of bat-to-ball contact. Yes. Um, Ricky Carmona, of course, you can catch not only on the stand-up stage around here in Los Angeles. You headed anywhere coming up, Ricky? What do I have coming up? Uh, as of right now, no. Okay, so see, <laughs> see Ricky Carmona. On, <laughs> see Ricky Carmona on stand-up stages around Los Angeles. But most importantly, catch Ricky Carmona as a panelist on the new smash hit, fast-growing, mega-powerful new Max Fun podcast, Wham Bam Pow. Mm. If you like movies uh, with explosions in them. The broad category, movies with explosions in them, then you will love Wham Bam Pow. I've been listening every week. It is a really a delight, and it is really blowing up fast. So uh, congratulations to you and to Rhea Butcher. Thank you. Yeah. And that's it. No, not to Cameron Esposito. No, not to Cameron Esposito. She's already gotten enough credit. <laughs> She's gotten enough credit. I, I remember the I remember the tour date. I remember okay. the tour date. I'll Yay. be at uh, Go Bananas in Cincinnati the first weekend in June. So the, get out there, uh, Cincinnati. June 6th through whatever that is. What the fuck else are you doing in Cincinnati? You're just hanging out trying to spot Travis McElroy. That guy lives in Cincinnati. Okay, that's it. Sunny D on the boards. Thanks, Sonny D. Sonny D got a raise this week. Thanks to you folks. Congratulations, Sonny D. Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. You can tweet about the program with the hashtag JJGo. I also like it when people tumblog about it's the nice. program with it's the nice. hashtag JJGo. I like to look on the tumblogs. You can just look at what's tagged to JJGo, and I see, you know, I get to see as Xylo Art made a Jesse Thorne and Jordan Morris, My Little Ponies. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? With their cutie patches or whatever they're called. Sure. I think they're called cutie patches. Yeah. I don't remember. what's Mine is a microphone cutie patch. Do you remember what your cutie patch is called? I, I don't know, but I have a lot of fans on Reddit now. 
Yeah. So, so <laughs> well, that's also because that's also because you solved that unsolved crime. That's true. Yes, I did. I did. Uh, I solved the unsolved crime. I confessed to killing my sister's boyfriend, and uh, I don't know some asshole atheist shit. I remember when I did an I am a. Q&A on yeah. Reddit, I was very frustrated that there were a lot less questions for me than there were for the guy who worked on a private tropical island. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, well, you know, who are you going to ask a question to? You want to know what's going on on the fucking private tropical yeah, island? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.